Hello, and welcome to another episode of Raju Banya Podcast. As always, it's me, Raju, and... It's me, Podcast, Fahad Masood. <laughs> he's not here. He's not here. He, uh, he's, uh, he's at the MAGA Millions March. <laughs> <laughs> It's finally time for him to come out of the closet with that. It's yeah. good. I'm glad he decided after. Yeah. Glad to get yes. elected. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's just out there being a super spreader. No, but he's really <laughs> he's just not available. He has No really, he's life. he's actually at a clan rally. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh I have got a substitute, which I guess isn't really a substitute since now you've been on our last two episodes. Yay. You know, I still feel like a substitute when I listen to the podcast because mm. uh, my audio is so poor. Yeah. It, okay. That's fine. Also, it's weird uh, listening to yourself again um, or listening to yourself for the first time on the podcast because, uh, as our brother pointed out, apparently I have feminine tendencies, <laughs> which I was not aware of. Yeah. I don't think we can repeat what our brother said about you. <laughs> On the podcast because it's a cancelable. Offense. Exactly. All right, so it's my brother Raheel. Hey guys. Be, yeah, and so <laughs> on today. So there's so what? much space without Fahad here. I feel so comfortable. I'm just gonna put my legs out. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> anyway, so on today's episode of Raju Bunga podcast, we're going through Sharhan's filmography, and we are on a period piece. A biopic that he made in the early 2000s called Ahsoka, which is pronounced Ashok. It's either Ashok or Ashoka or Ahsoka or I'm not sure what else. I think. But why is it written Ahsoka if it's pronounced Ashok? I believe it's probably one of those like things that kind of vary by region. You know how it's like Mm. Jesus and Isa and Yahweh is Yahweh or is Yahweh God? I don't. Whatever. Yahweh's not. Maybe it's like a like a Rob. Or a Bobby type of thing. <laughs> Ahsoka, sometimes Bob, and sometimes like. <laughs> well, he's Bob like when how, he's undercover. Yeah, it's yeah, like how John. Call me, uh, Bob. <laughs> how John is actually Jack. Yes, Ted is Ed. Do you know that? Is Edward Teddy sometimes? Yeah, it is. Am I crazy? Okay, yeah. But yeah, it's also but, Theodore. Yes. All right, very good. And then there's Alvin and Simon. Anyway, so <laughs> there's the movie we're talking about today is Ashoka, and it has Shah Khan and Karina Kapoor as like a wee little baby. She's so young in the movie, and Shah Khan is not. Was this the first time that we saw? No, we saw her in that other movie, right? The one with uh, Amitabh Bachchan. What's his name? Abhishek. Abhishek. Yeah. I want to call it border, but it's not border. It's refugee. Refugee. Yes. Yeah. So this is her second movie, I think, or like one of the very first few ones. So yeah, Karina Kapoor is in it. It's a movie that required subtitles the entire time for me. I've never heard Hindi like this before. Um, Except, except when Shah Khan is like Shah Khaning it up. Yeah. In the middle, he just turns into like 90 Shah Khan. Yeah, he turns into Raj Malhotra. Yeah. I expected him at one point to be like Anjali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so there's a there's a point where that does come up. So yeah, yeah the movie is uh, set probably what in like 300 BC. I believe that's around the time that I don't know. I don't know how eras work. Everything before like 1800 <laughs> is like one era to me. Yeah. So this is a. Uh, it's depicting the Maurya Empire of India, which is basically like I guess at its peak was pretty much the entire S- South Asian subcontinent. So the movie itself is shot completely like a music video. It's insane. Like I remember watching the trailer for this movie, and I was like, "Oh, that looks really good." But then exactly. I realized the entire movie is like the same vibe. So that was very disorienting. Did you watch the trailer for this again right now, or were you talking about when you watched it originally? Both times. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer for it this time. Yeah, I, I guess. What were your? Why well, do you want to talk about what your original feelings were about the movie versus now, or do you want to save that for later? Yeah, sure, we can do that. Originally, you're, is this just a way for you to shame me? <laughs> So we'll I get remember to that at the end. No, I'm sure so, when the ending comes up, because it's still hilarious to me. 
<laughs> hilarious oh my for different god reasons for different reasons oh we're my god oh god <laughs> okay so yeah when i watched this movie the first time this is during the era where the shameen family was out there at movie theaters watching sharfan movies every this time. is probably like our peak indian movie watching right yeah at least i mean at least in america, in america. Sure we watch yeah. more in saudi arabia or whatever but i think in terms of like going out and like making it like a family night of going to the theater and stuff definitely the peak yeah we like watch this with our parents like the entire family is just full of losers <laughs> parents didn't have anything better to do three near adult children just tagging along with the parents for four hours yeah i was like their oldest son was 21 and our yeah. parents were like let's go watch a four-hour indian movie in jersey city or wherever and anyway. I, like i got dressed up for it you did yeah, yeah i was like right you know because it was uh it was a family fun night <laughs> i don't remember family fun nights being like that but okay uh yeah so we watched we watched this the first time i watched it i sobbed watching it and this time i watched it and i sobbed watching it so not much has changed and i like knew what was gonna happen at the end and i still cried i was like what is wrong with me well i know what's wrong with me now i'm a mother so like <laughs> I, that's that, but I don't know what was wrong with me when I was 16. My initial feelings, again, I was extremely excited about this movie. And I was just trying to remember what it was that I was looking forward to. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that we were in the middle of a pretty great like Indian movie run, right? Mm-hmm. So we had like Mohabate, and then we had, the, I don't know if you, I watched Mission Kashmir in the theater with my friends. And then we had like the Summer of Lagan. Yeah. And it looked like, you know, Indian movies were kind of taking a turn from like the cheesiness of like the 90s to a place where it was like okay these are like actually great legitimate movies so you you take that and then you know we just seen Lagan, so i was like well maybe maybe they can figure out the period stuff and then the trailer came out and then we got the soundtrack and i was like oh my god this is going to be like an indian braveheart so i was really really looking forward to it when i just remember when we were leaving the theater i was like that was the biggest piece of shit ever Um, (laughs) and that's just that's what i've carried with me for the last 19 years and then when I was watching it this time, the second time, like initially I was like, I was ready to hate it again because I just remembered hating it. And like, and like halfway into the movie, I was like, did I misjudge this thing? Like mm. there's a lot of like really great stuff mm. that's in the movie, both like technically and like content wise. There's like, like there's mm-hmm. like palace intrigue and even the way that it's directed a lot of places, it's crazy. But then there's other times when you're like, you know, this is really kind of exciting um you know mm-hmm. they like switch it up with like a shaky cam sometimes and mm-hmm. like okay this thing has energy um and then you get to the last like hour and 10 minutes and it completely falls apart again and then i was like oh that's why i hated this thing so interesting i actually thought the very end of the movie was the best part of the movie really oh, yeah I have a lot of problems with the very end of the movie yeah so okay well we'll get to it all right so <laughs> We open the movie with young Ashok and his grandfather, the emperor of the Maurya Empire. He's abdicating his throne and he's leaving behind wealth and power to accept Jainism and to live a life of peace. It looks like all the Jains are going to Hajj. <laughs> <laughs> Is that offensive? I don't know, but happy Diwali, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So and his, so you know Ashok is all sad and his grandpa he's got a sword and Ashok is like oh let me have that sword and his grandpa is like I can't give you a sword you're a kid and also swords are bad for you it's a demon and war is bad and so he just like chucks it into a river like the old lady from the Titanic and then Ashok finds a sword anyway and then he, <laughs> he does like a thundercat hoe yeah. and then and then his grip is really bad because he's a kid and he <laughs> slips. And the, it kills his bird friend. It was, I guess, that was like pretty much that bit of the movie was like, oh, this is what happens in the whole movie, actually. <laughs> like the first, whatever, 10 minutes was like, if you wanted to summarize what happens to a Ashok, it's basically that. So you kill the birdies. Yeah. So then uh, then they cut to grown-up Ashok, and that's obviously Charhan. Can, I, can like, I just go yeah. back just real quick? Yeah. Like to the really, to, to the to the very beginning of the movie yeah um, because they have you know it is I, I think you called it a biopic i don't know how uh, accurate it is to to be actually called a biopic that's what wikipedia be- said <laughs> well because it's based on somebody but it's not anywhere close to the story i don't think well i don't know 
maybe some of the events, but like the the whole like romantic saga part of the movie mm-hmm. is completely mm-hmm. made up. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was watching it, it said you know there's like that title card that says that you know this is based on um, based on historical events, but we've dramatized it for whatever for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, maybe you know, maybe they were trying to be as accurate as possible, but you know, they they had to take some liberties. And then like seven seconds later, there's like the cast, and it says Johnny Lever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What that was the biggest surprise in this movie that like Johnny Lever was in it because yeah. yeah, that was that was right in the beginning, <laughs> and I was like, what? Like I had definitely forgotten that yeah. when I had watched it like twenty years ago, or whatever. Yeah, because he's not he's not a part of like the main plot. He's just like i don't know i'm sure anybody who's passed like seventh grade english can tell us what that thing is called when it's just like a character that just kind of serves to um as like an audience stand-in he serves as a greek chorus oh is that what it is i think so but he also reminded me like so he and three soldiers this is like a real sidebar so johnny lever's in it as a i call it as a way to just extend the plot but also i think for the non like should hindi hindi speakers mm. to like break down what's going down in the plot like that's basically what it is yeah. and and it's him and three soldiers and they make a lot of like corny corny dad jokes which i was like chuckling i was like ah fuck you johnny lever you're hilarious <laughs> but it reminded me of like you know the muses in um hercules the animated cartoon ooh yes That's what it reminded me of. And that's what they were supposed to be, too. Like a Greek chorus that like kind of like narrates the movie as it's going like somebody is listening to this and they're like, "Mm, that's not what that is. You guys are idiots. Because I was thinking it was like Shakespearean because there's like witches in in Macbeth, I think. And then there's like guards in Hamlet um, Mm. that kind of serve as the same role where they're where they're kind of commenting on what's you know what's going on in the plot and just kind of setting the table and stuff so well i don't know i'm jersey trash and i don't know (laughs) what any of that stuff is all right so Uh, johnny lever is having an affair with one of the other (laughs) and then the other guy is also so two out of the three guards are having an affair with the third guard's wife (laughs) and i guess wife ends up pregnant Okay, this is like, it has nothing to do with the actual movie. I feel like that, and it's like before they decided to make a movie like Hit Up Pity, they were like, we're going to put this into this epic movie. Because I feel like otherwise the movie is like too heavy, and I think Bollywood doesn't like to do that to people. They need to like give everybody everything. Yeah, because I was like, well, maybe it'll like, you know, come to play later on in the plot, but it doesn't. It's just there. Yeah. It's it's very out of place. But anyway, sorry. No, it's fine. Then we get to Grown Up Ashok, who is played by Shah Khan. He's supposed to be like a war hero, but I call it a war criminal. Like he's like super strategic, but he's also he has like a ribbon dancer sword. Like it's yeah. a sword, but it's shredded into steel. It's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And so he's like out there and he's just ending the empire everywhere. His army takes over another army's crew team and they're all blood. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot he's of blood. Set- he's setting whole armies on fire. Like, I was like, this is supposed to be like the kid that was just told. You see a kid that like is so sad his grandpa left. He gets takes his grandpa's sword, even though his grandpa was like, you can't you you shouldn't play with swords. And then he sees his bird die. And then he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna grow up, and I'm just gonna step." He gets whole a taste for that blood, fire. man. He sees that. He sees the blood, the the blood from the bird, and he's like, "You know what? I like that." Mm, um, I don't like but, it. Ahsoka was a person. Part of his story is, you know, there's like hyperbole, um, in how it's told because it's become this sort of like fantasy type of thing, right? It's because like a legend. It's a legend, yeah. But the initial part of his story is that you know there was incredible cruelty on his part. Um, so mm-hmm. if you read about the actual Ash- Ashoka, there's stuff about him like setting like 500 of his ladies on fire because they complained about his rough skin. Oh my god! Know. Oh yeah, the the real Ashoka was a real piece of shit um, oh. initially. So yeah. you know that's because I I asked my um, Hindu friends, um, and they're useless um, because they, they gave me no information. But I I didn't know what they're you know coming into the movie you know, or you know when they were growing up what they knew about him. And they said all they knew was that he was known as the Mad King. Oh um, yes, and there's a turn right eventually. Um, yeah. So the moral of the story ultimately is about his salvation, I guess. Yeah. That's what that's based off of. I think. Yeah. I mean, you see that in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So he's basically this like war hero. He is just like extending the art, the empire everywhere. The main conflict in Ashoka's life at, at that point is the matter of the throne, right? Him versus his brother. So he is the son of the second wife of the king. And yes. he's treated like shit, even though he's a better warrior and he's advancing the empire. He doesn't get the acknowledgement from the king that he deserves. And his half brothers, the children of the king's first wife, led by the eldest son, whose name is Sushim. Sushi, yeah, Sushimi, yeah, yeah. Sushimi? Yeah. He's a real dick. And uh, <laughs> he's like the mastermind, but then he's got three brothers. Who did you, Do you watch Always Sunny? Yeah, sometimes. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> They're reminding me of the McPoyles. Yes. They're <laughs> so skinny. They're so skinny and weird looking. They had those crazy McPoyle eyes. Yeah. And Sushim is not hurting for food. That guy's got a little chub on him. <laughs> Which is weird because like everybody else is in like fairly great shape. Yeah, they're all warriors. Yeah, so she's got a dad bod. He does have a dad bod. Yeah. Is is his mom an actual wife or is she just um uh, what do they call him a queen consort or a consort? So I read up the history on this because I was like, what's the deal here? Because they don't really show it in the movie, but. Mm-hmm. The story is that Ashoka's mom was the daughter of this Brahmin family. And when that daughter was born, the I guess like somebody, I guess a priest or something said that her son, he would someday rule the empire. And so Ashoka's grandfather, basically, mm-hmm. he had her become like an employee of the royal family. Oh, and then and she seduced? No, she didn't seduce. She became an employee of the royal family and she was a hairdresser, it seems. And yeah, she was a hairdresser for the king's wives. So at that point, he had like multiple wives and he became impressed by her, I guess, at that point. And then even then he married her and then she had a son. So she's not like a concubine. She's not a concubine, but she comes from, I guess, like not a royal family. Like her come up was like employee to wife. Gotcha. Yeah, so they don't like her. Yeah, but she wasn't a concubine. She was like a proper wife. She just okay. didn't. Yeah. But yeah, Sushim is a dick. And then you <laughs> got the McPoyles. And they've just been working with everybody to take Ashok down. They even get the opposing army going. But every time in battle, Ashoka prevails. And it is because destiny has said that Ashoka will have the throne. And Sushim knows this, but he's like, mm, I'm going to just fuck around and find out what happens anyway. Like, yeah. I don't care. Ashok's mom, she's like, look, everybody's trying to kill you and they're never going (laughs) to respect you. So like, maybe you should just leave. And he's like, I'll leave. But before I leave, I'm going to kill one of the fucking McPoyles. (laughs) So then his mom takes a vow of silence because she's so mad. And I was like, this is so dramatic and I can't wait to do this to my own. (laughs) It was at that point when I was like watching it, I was like, you know, I understand why like his mom is a king side piece because that's just too much drama. Who wants what? to deal with it? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I got, oh, I'm going. I'm taking a vow of silence. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very intense silent treatment. Yeah. So Ashoka's like, all right, fine, I'll leave and I'll start a life as a new non-prince person. But step one, I'm gonna cut this mullet. <laughs> Cuts his mullet and like immediately just turns into like late '90s, early 2000s Shah Khan. Yeah, he <laughs> does. Late 90s, early 2000s Charhan named Ashok. He goes to live a simple life. You know, he's got he's got a nice haircut. He's stalking girls, taking baths. <laughs> he meets Karina Kapoor, who is dancing in a field. It's just, it's really weird because I don't know if it's just because I know that I thought about this then, too, because I thought about how young she was, even mm. when I in early 2000s she just looks really young she was she was 20 when the movie came out she's probably 19 when this was filmed yeah i mean and in, like indie, movies, indie movies have had a history of like the the heroines heroines being extremely young when they make their debut and stuff like that right so like Shri Devi was like i don't know like 14 or 15 when she started coming in movies which is insane yeah i do remember when she debuted i guess in refugee because it was a big deal right because she's coming from this big movie family and also because she was against amitabh's son so yes when i saw this i think this was again this is the second time that we watched it i don't remember being kind of caught off guard by how young she looked but um in terms of i guess their compatibility of them as a movie couple it never really worked for me yeah and i think maybe that's why they really haven't been in that many movies together i think they were in two other movies together after this well, I know they're in K3G, but they're not opposite. No, in K3G, either. it's fine. They're in... What's then that Ra movie? Then Ra 1. 
raw one yeah but yeah but you're a robot yeah and she's you know she's like 30 by then so she might as well be 65 yeah (laughs) yeah that's true yeah yeah so she's taking a bath and he's creeping and he does a whole bunch of Sharhan lines on her. He literally says to her, Hum kabhi pehle and, I, and I and I it went back to like Rabiki party mein, like from DDLJ because he just it was like this is where he just turned into regular Sharhan. Yeah, just regular old superstar Sharhan. Yeah. What did you think of her? How, how did you think she looked? Now let me tell you something. (laughs) Okay. When I watched this in the early 2000s, I was like, that's a fat girl. Right? This is like, so this this is now going to put me in a tangent of like how fucked up my own image of what women should look like was when I was 16. Uh Because she looks great. Like, watching it now, I'm like, you thick and she's thick in all the right places. She looks awesome. Like, I thought she looked great. I thought, you know, I was surprised by it. Because same thing. I mean, I don't... I obviously don't objectify women the way that you do, um, <laughs> but uh, I yeah I, I don't I remember having that thought that you know man, she's a little chubby before, but this time I didn't notice that at all. Also, I thought it was kind of amazing that she found like an Ulta hair salon to get ombre highlights. Yeah, yeah, I. I also noticed that I'm so surprised that you know what ombre highlights are. <laughs> yeah, but she looked great. I liked it. Yeah. So there's there's a brothel. That's Who's that lady, by the way, in the brothel? Because her stomach is amazing looking. The item number lady? Yeah, I've never seen her before or since. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, all right. I, I was going to Wikipedia <laughs> and then I Googled Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> So anyway, also at the brothel is Witter Danny. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to call him Barla Danny because he calls him Chota Danny in Andaz of Namna. No, in, in Andaz of Namna, he calls him Waiter Danny. No, he calls him Chota Danny. No, he goes Ada Waiter Danny. No, he goes it Chota Danny because the kid, <laughs> like he's like a small kid. Oh, no, I thought it was Waiter Danny because no, the no. guy who was a waiter was looked like <laughs> Danny you know, the exactly. actor. Exactly. We call the Jordan Danny. Yeah, so it's this actor named Danny Denzangapa. Is he Nepali? I think so. Yeah. Like, he's been around. He played good guys. He played bad guys. He played a lot of different things. Yeah. But yeah, I don't even remember the name of his character, so I'm just going to call him Danny from now on. Well, who's he calling him? Like, Banduraj, which I think means friend. Banduraj means friend, Ashoka. which I actually, I love that term. It's so cute. Is that is that like Bengali? I think so. Bondu means friend. So yeah. Banduraj probably means like royal friend. The other thing, speaking of Bengal, but kind of adjacent. Do you know where the headquarters of Ahsoka's um, empire is? Is it in uh, Sialkot? No, why would it be in Sialkot? Um, I don't know. The capital city of the entire empire, mm-hmm. the home base for the entire empire, was this place called Magda. And guess what? It's actually modern day Patna Bihar. No! Yes! So that makes a lot of sense. Do you remember when we went to Bihar? We mm-hmm. went to... Um, we went to some Buddhist places because that's where the religion kind of spread from. Mm. So it makes sense that Look at the that. great Buddha, we should have really <laughs> researched this before talking about it. But yes, I do know that that's kind of where um, Buddhism What do you really mean started. we should have researched? I fucking researched. That's what I just did. I told you that because I knew that. It's I a half-ass it. story. That's not really research. I, I looked it up. I saw it on the Wikipedia. It said Magadha. And- <laughs> I'm still looking for the lady at the bar. <laughs> okay all right all right so item number okay go ahead sorry yeah so so anyway that's why i think that bonduraj sounds like it because you know bihar is right next to bengal and yes anyway so he meets danny at this brothel but they have like a competition going on but at the brothel he learns that there's a reward for a missing prince and princess he very quickly realizes that the missing prince and princess is Karina Kapoor, whose character is called Kurvaki, because Kurvaki is traveling with a little boy named Arya. Ashoka saves Kurvaki one day from a bunch of bad guys that are trying to get the reward for her capture. He saves them, and then he gets clonked on the head, and he knocks out unconscious, and we find out the person that clonked him is a guy named Bheem. So Kurvaki, Arya, and Bheem are Karina Kapoor, her little brother, and Bheem is a general. 
and they are the prince and princess of Galinga, which is, I guess, another important city. Yeah, it's like it's like the neighboring kingdom. Yeah. So they're traveling with their guard team, and they're on the run because their parents were murdered, and they don't trust the current government in their empire. Yeah, there's a senate, so there's senators that are, some of them are trying to kill them. They're trying to kill the royal family, um, and then just kind of assert the power. So there's, you know, some uh, political intrigue in there as well. Which, again, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. But it's also, like, very transparent political intrigue. Because they show the Senate and they show the Prime Minister. And the Prime Minister is just, like, a classic piece of shit. He (laughs) even looks, like, straight at the key. Jim Halpert's the camera. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like a truck. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, who would want the prince killed? Shrug. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. So back with Ashoka, he's now like, all right, I'm just going to travel with these people. Um, And he's on the move with them. He's becoming friends with the little little brother. He's telling him weird erotic stories. Yeah. And he's um, he's all he also hasn't revealed who he is. He's. um, Yes gone undercover um, and he calls himself Bowen yeah, uh, which, which is, is actually a... the name of his horse yes he they're out there traveling the princess and the boy are attacked and Charhan saves them again and then Charhan gives really sensual sword lessons to mm-hmm. Gurvaki and then he forcefully makes a move on her and she says no thanks so then he gets mad at her which is really <laughs> weird I did not like it. So it was weird because I thought that the the character would be like that for the rest of the movie also. But then he gets weird and he gets shy and all this other stuff. But then there's a song and then they fall in love. Gorbaki's really happy. And she tells Beam that like, you know, I love him and I'm going to marry. And Beam like very angrily tells her that she's not actually a princess. And then she was adopted by the king and queen and no one knows who she is. And no one knows what her lineage is, which I guess is important during this time. So and that goes nowhere. I thought that yeah. would come into play later, but it like it doesn't factor into the movie at all. Right? No. Uh kind of it does, but like really it doesn't. Yeah. So so then Shahan's like, she's all sad about it. And Shahan's like, it's fine. It doesn't matter what your lineage is. We can get married anyway. Because I guess the point that she's trying to show is that, like, who's going to marry a person without a lineage? Mm-hmm. But then they go and they get married. And then they're about to bone. And then <laughs> he gets word that his mom is sick. Again, so... with the drama, man. <laughs> it's very dramatic. So he goes back home. He's like, hey, got to go check out my mom. I'll be right back. He's right here. Put it back in a smidge. Stay. Don't move. <laughs> he goes and he gets back home and he's like hey guys he's like a hippie who just came back from like i don't know running man and he's like i love love like it's fine (laughs) his brother and the mccoyles like he's totally cool with it and everyone's like damn ashoka got soft he goes to check on his mom his mom's like "Mm, i was just joking i just (laughs) wanted to bring you over here and And she's talking to him Again, she's yes. broken her vow of silence. Well, she did because the whole vow of silence was to get him to leave. No, I get that, but I don't know. Anyway, so he tells his mom, hey, there's a girl. I want to bring her home. And a mom, that's when the mom says, like, oh, where is she from? And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter where she's from. But does he tell her that she's from Malinga? It's not Malinga. It's Kaling. No, which one is? Is that where she's from? Why am she's... I thinking Malinga? Uh, yeah, I don't know why you keep saying Malinga, but it's Kaling. Kaling. Sorry, Kalinga. <laughs> Every name in this movie has an A that nobody pronounces. Yes. So he's like, you know, there's an uprising in some part of the empire. I want you to go deal with it. And he's like, I'm not dealing with it. I'm going to, I got to go back. So while he's gone to visit his mom for no fucking reason, (laughs) Gorvaki and Arya get attacked and a maiden and her son pretend to be the prince and the princess and they get killed. They get killed. Yeah, they get like they get their heads chopped off. It's real sad. Come, my kids walked in wondering that scene. <laughs> I was thinking, is there anybody that you do that for, like to pretend like you're you're them? Because I guess they, they do it because um you know it's a royal family or whatever, and you have an oath to the royal family. But I don't think there's anybody in the world that I would do that for. No, and it's also like a it's like a weird thing to do. I mean, yeah, I would exactly. like. I wouldn't pretend to be somebody else just to die. I would be, exactly. I would no, I would. I would die for me. somebody, but yeah, I yeah, want yeah. the. I want the credit. Like I want the plaque to be under my name. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, then Ahsoka comes back and he's like, "Hey, where's everyone?" And Beam is like, "They're dead." <laughs> but Beam knows that they're not dead. Right? Yeah, Beam yeah. is purposely hiding the princess and the child. I thought um, Beam wanted a piece of Karina. 
that's I think he does. I think he does. That's that's why he gets so upset that he's so fucking butthurt about her being in love with somebody that he's like, yeah, well, you're adopted. Like, (laughs) it's so stupid. He's he's like a pickup artist. He's negging her. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Ahsoka's, he's all sad. He's heartbroken and he tries to commit suicide. And then Danny comes and helps him because Danny's like, what are you doing? And then Danny also realizes that he's the prince because somebody sees Danny fighting with him and they're like, get your hands off of the prince. Yeah, and, he's got guards. But, you know, by this point, Ashoka, I, I said he's like, he's just gone to like full Jon Snow. He's like <laughs> Jon Snow, Battle the Bastards, like just wanting death. He gets attacked by the McPoyles again, and he's like just nearly dying. Because at this point, because the he, in his mind, Gorvaki and Arya are dead, so mm-hmm. he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go do whatever the fuck my dad is telling me to do." So he's just out there. He's like, "Fucking kill me! I don't give a shit." And he's near death, but Danny takes him to a Buddhist temple for healing. Mm-hmm. And months pass, and we know this because his hair has grown. I was wondering about that. So it, it so it's like. His hair grew out, but when you go back to Guruki, it feels like, you know, maybe it's a week later. Yeah. But I guess months have passed, unless, you know, his hair has, like, magic, like, regeneration or something. Yeah, maybe he takes collagen supplements. (laughs) I don't know. But, yeah, so months have passed, his hair has grown, and there's, like, a a beautiful hot lady nursing him back to health. Her name is Davy. She's very Mm -hmm. pretty. She's very classically pretty. Like a front of a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> so the older brother is still trying to kill Ashok, and he dresses like so. He he dresses like a woman, right? No, he it's gets not him. Right. No, yeah. he gets one of the McBoyles. He gets um, one of the McBoyles to dress shave like their a beard. Woman. Yeah, <laughs> to try to poison him, and the hot lady nurse kills that guy on her wedding day. Yeah. So on her wedding day, she knows that there's this guy named Ashoka and she's been nursing him. So she's like, hey, I'm just going to go. I know that there's guests here and I'm about to like get married, but I'm just going to go and just like quickly check on my patient, which is like actually great. Good job. Thank you for being on the front lines. Okay. Essential worker. I get it. And then she goes and while she's there, she sees that this guy is dressed as a woman is about to poison Ashoka. So she attacks him and she kills him. She and- murders the shit out of him, and then she like, and then she like bathes in his blood. She's completely <laughs> drenched. Like, lady, you could have just stabbed him and just walked away. So here's what was confusing. So she goes back to her house. She's covered in blood, yeah. and the suitor is like, "I got, I'm leaving." So. <laughs> Like, I didn't understand. Like, was the assumption there that she also got capital R'd? Or did no, no, no. I think it was just the fact that she murdered somebody. And I was thinking about that myself. Like, what if you were in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> You're at your Mandy. <laughs> the bride's like, oh, you know what? I'm just I'm going to go powder my nose. And she comes back. And she looks like she's been, like, in a Quentin Tarantino, like, gunfight. I'd at least ask a question. I wouldn't just walk out. I'd be like, hey, what? I mean, am I, do I have to make a statement to the police? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, that's true. So then Ashoka to, you know, save her is that he's like, I'll marry you. So now he's got two wives, but he doesn't know that because he thinks his first wife dead. And, and then the night of their wedding, he's like crying and then she comforts him and then they fuck. Do they? So it, yes. there's like this there's like this weird montage of of her like nursing him back to health after they're married and there's like a weird scene and it looked like cuz it, it it was like he was sleeping um probably dreaming about Goroki yes. um but then he like wakes up and she's like by his like junk and I was like was she blowing him what's going on <laughs> I missed that Oh yeah, no no cuz it's definitely weird cuz then he smiles and then it just feels like you know he's just like well maybe i'll just close my eyes and keep pretending because this is getting me there no so he's like crying because she's he's like you know how do you how like i'm so sad because i miss her and everything and then yeah and he talks about how she would have called out his name when she was being killed which is kind of pretty sad was that so like there's certain parts of the movie i'm like yeah this is really sad it's just like filled up with so much other junk but he's crying and she tells him davy's great by the way davy seems like a lovely girl she's (laughs) like it's fine i get it like i'm never gonna try to take the place of this person in your life 
that's fine. She can exist, but like I'm also here if you're like interested. Uh, you just want to? I mean, I can turn around if that does it for you. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and then you know she's like, so the yeah they consummate the shit, and then Gorbaki and Arya have now like left Beam. They're like yes. basically trying to run away from Beam and they're looking for him because they're like, there's no way that Bovin like didn't come back because mm-hmm. so Beam obviously saw Ashok, told Ashok they're dead, mm-hmm. but tells Gorbaki and Arya like Bovin never came back because Bovin is a fuck. Yeah, because they sad. also think that Bovin is just a lowly soldier. Yes. W- what's the name of his empire? Moria. Harmon. Moria. He's, he, he just says, I'm just a soldier. Yeah, so she's, exactly. She's, she goes around looking at like, you know, Moria soldiers returning from the war and she keeps trying to find him. But she never does because he's always in the back. He's actually the prince. Yeah, it's very sad. Lots of close calls. So Gorbaki and Arya end up in Davies Community Center. They're all, like the Y. <laughs> They're at the Y and there's like some free meals going down. There's like some sort of like a royal procession at this place. Mm-hmm. And Gurbaki and Arya are like, we're going to watch the procession because all of the army people are coming back and they're, you know, maybe we'll see Bovin there. And there's a real close call because she's about to see him. But then Beam finds them. Beam ends up taking Arya and Gurbaki back to their throne. And at this point, Davy is pregnant. Fucking Ashoka at this point. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This guy got some and just turned into a fucking raging piece of shit. He like had sex with his wife and then he was like, I am a king and I have a throne. I'm going to get the throne. And his wife is like, hey, I'm pregnant. And he's like, yeah, I bet it's a son. And she's like, well, what if it's a girl? And he's like, no, it's going to be a boy. And then he has like, he, okay, so his voice goes to like full Batman. Mm-hmm. You think it's a result of him getting some for the first time? Yeah. I feel like that what they were trying to show was he's just so hurt by the loss of his love and this kid that he's just kind of gone crazy, you know, which is the reason why he's as cruel as he is with everybody because he's just going around slapping people and murdering people and he's really taking them joy and all the killing that he's doing yeah so i mean there is that thing about like sashim's mom is like he's married what do you have to say (laughs) this is crazy yeah yeah she's like okay well first of all destiny says he's gonna get the throne and he's a great warrior and he's married and now his wife is pregnant and you you can't there's something implied there she goes and you can't even do that and i'm like does this dick not work like what? no at that i don't i think it was pretty uh, like obvious that that's what she was talking about that he's like impotent or something yeah i was like yeah. we're just gonna glaze over this because he like, got he real just... sad about it he's like <laughs> he's like well it's fate <laughs> yeah yeah she's like whatever fate or whatever it is but like and then so (laughs) sashim is really pissed and so he goes to the priest and he's like priest is that is that kid gonna be a boy or a girl what's his deal and the priest is like hey man if you pay me enough money i'm just here to tell you whatever you want to (laughs) hear and uh no he ashoka's not gonna have a son because ashoka's never gonna have a kid because that kid's never gonna make it and then next thing you know the fucking priest is like going to kill davy and she's, it was. I didn't remember what happened. I was like worried it was going to be like a red wedding thing or just stabby stabby on the pregnant belly. Yeah, it was very close to being that, but it got even sadder because yeah. somebody goes to kill Davy, but then Ashoka's mom like mm-hmm. saves her. And then Ashoka's Finally mom catches did something. The- <laughs> hey. And then Ashoka's mom finds the priest, and then the priest stabby stabs her. And it's a lot of blood in this. Ugh. So Ashoka is like pissed. And this at this point, he goes, mad king he's that's like, when he goes mad king. that's when he goes crazy davy is like mm, i'm gonna go back home because this is too much for me i can't handle it ashoka is like i just want power and he's spreading the empire and he's just has he killed his brother at this point yeah so um after his mom dies he goes to visit sashim he, sashim is trying to bait ashoka into killing sashim and then he's like i knew you wouldn't do it because ashoka doesn't do it and then baradani shows up from the back and he chucks a spear into sashim and the next thing that happens after that is ashoka gets the throne right so then he's just the king so he once he's the king he just is like i am gonna set everybody on fire he's fully mad king at this point the one of the McPoyles escapes and he actually finds asylum in Kaling. And at this point in Kaling, Arya is the the king. The yes. little boy is now the king. And Gorbaki is there. Gorbaki is still sad because she's like, I feel like there's still a chance. I have to... and- 
I have this feeling he's still around, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But Ashoka is, you know, just committing a bunch of genocide. And because the brother escapes to find asylum in Kaling, Ashoka's like, well, fuck those guys. If they're yeah. going to give asylum to my piece of shit brother, I'm like a McBoyle. <laughs> And he's like, so, you know, I'm going to then attack this empire. And it's so weird because he, like, doesn't have any sympathy for them. Like, it's as if, like, he even says, he's like, oh, me and Kaling have, like, a long history. Yeah. And then he just, like, he's like, but I'm going to fucking kill them anyway. <laughs> so then, it's weird. Like, I was just like, well, I'm sure they have, you know, like, representatives that you can talk to. I'm sure he should have known that Arya was a guy on the throne because uh, that's, that's what I thought. But, like. Yeah. It was weird, I guess, because he thought, like, oh, if these are the people that are going to kill their own prince and princess, yeah, then maybe they're not worth saving. I don't know. He's also crazy at this point. So yeah. Beam is like, I'm going to go and find out what the fuck is up with this guy, Ashok. And the yeah, one brother who... At this point, his legend is spreading throughout the subcontinent, right? Like, everybody yes. knows that he is, he's known for his cruelty and his uh, military excellence. So then Pim is like, I'm going to go see it, see this dude. And when he goes to find out about this, I like this whole scene, by the way. Mm -hmm. He like goes to find the great Ashok to kill him because yeah. Beam is like, a, you know, super general or whatever. Yeah. And so he goes there and Ashok is covered in mud because he's taking a mud bath. And it's like a weird scene, but I don't know. I just like really, I like, I was, it was, watching it was, yeah, it was shot really well. And the music is great. And, and you know, it's, that's the thing that's so frustrating about this movie, man. There's like so many good scenes like that. And then the rest of it is just, I don't know. It's in, incomprehensible. Um, <laughs> there's like, yeah. you know, weird, like close up of like flames and horses and stuff that don't add anything to the movie. But then there's also some very good stuff. So, yeah. So as Beam is about to kill this guy, Ashok, Ashok obviously attacks him first. And right before Beam dies, he sees that it's Bhavan, a.k.a. Yeah. are the same person. Yeah. So the people of Kaling are pissed and they're like, you don't fucking kill our, our general. All the ladies enlist into the army in the Kaling Empire. We got everybody's daughters, mothers, grandmothers, everybody out there. And so Karina Gorbaki is like, all right, let's do this. Ashoka unknowingly is going to war against the love of his life. Oh my god. And she's used and she's the one that's like teaching all the girls to fight using yes. the techniques that he taught her. Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then so Danny is trying to get him to call out the word because he's like, listen, listen, there's this, I think you're killing. I think you're pushing it. Okay. Like I get it that you're mad at your brother, but like there's whole families there and there's no reason to fight against Kaling. Like just let them go. But then Ashoka is like, you can't fucking stop me. We're going to fight. And so they have a battle. And one thing I want to note is that Danny in this movie is 52 years old. He looks great. He looks so good. And Amitabh in Mohabbate was 55. Yeah. What's you know what that? they say. Nepal don't crack. <laughs> is that a saying? I don't think so. Well, Danny looks great. He looks amazing. He has a great so body good. too. Yeah, he does. And then Ashoka's psychotic ribbon dancer sword comes out and they're all, they're fighting. But then Ashoka lets Danny go, right? Yes. He doesn't let him because he's like, oh, that's my friend. Danny says that he's going to get in the way of like the army. And he's like, oh, you got to murder me before you take all the, the rest of these people down. I think he just knocks him out or something. Yeah. Like, doesn't actually murder him. Yeah. So uh. then the, the war begins. The Kalingas, they've got some tricks up their sleeves. They've got <laughs> ladies fighting. Gorbaki nearly gets murdered by Ashoka's general, but then she prevails and then Ashoka charges in and that's when Gorbaki sees him and she's yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she sees him on the field being a complete psycho. She gets clobbered while he's fighting. He's so busy fighting. He doesn't even see her. <laughs> it's real sad. Is it sad? I thought it was just silly. No. Silly, because so, again, it's just all those like close calls or whatever, and she gets knocked out right before he sees her. So this is know. where I thought, okay, so I thought she's gonna she gonna die, right? So at this point, I was like, she should have just died. That should have been it. She should have just died in that you moment. Thought that, you know, if she died and he discovered her body, then I would feel completely different about this movie, especially That's the ending. I'm, yes. So yeah. then, all this fighting is happening. There's just a lot of tragedy on our screens. Yes. The show being a piece of shit Gorbaki's heartbroken and possibly dead little prince man is in his he's in the palace and 
he's like, I'm going to go out and save the kingdom. And I was like, what are you doing, little prince? You're <laughs> home. You're so little. You're so he, tiny. Who's he letting carries, you go like, out? the cabinet in the kitchen. He's <laughs> <laughs> so tiny. He's so little. And so he's like, I'm going to go and fight. The fight is over. Ashoka also at this point finds out that he's now a father to twins, a yes. boy and a girl. And he also finds out that Davy's not coming back because she wants absolutely nothing to do with him. And his brother is the one that delivers this news. Now, his actual brother, his full brother, who's his younger brother. And his brother's like, mm, nobody wants to fuck with you because you're a fucking monster. And yeah. so he starts to reevaluate all the choices that he's made. Yeah. And at that point, he overhears people talking about his horse and a girl. And his girl, like he, yeah. what is it? Somebody's like, oh yeah, like they're. I guess they're like counting up whatever they won in the war, and the one guy, the general, I guess that he he. Had yeah, so they're um, they're. I guess they're enjoying the spoils of the war, and he sees his horse, his old horse that Gerwicky took, or she yeah. ran into his horse somehow, right? I don't know. She was riding it. Yeah, Wait, she had his. She had his horse at some point. Anyway, so they're like, uh, oh, we got this horse. Uh, some chick was riding it. And then he's like, oh, wait, what chick was riding? Fallen. Fallen's the name of the horse. Yes. And so then he realizes that maybe she's still out there. So then he just starts wandering the battlefield looking yeah. for her. So he's in the battlefield and he's trying to find her and he sees all this damage and he's seeing all these dead people. Because I guess from the time that he was actually out there making the live people dead people and then finding out that his wife not, wants nothing to do with him and the kids, then, you know, I guess he's had time to think about it. Yeah, so he's, he's grown a conscience in, in like, like the last four hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a part so, of it. So he's seeing all this damage. And he's flipping over bodies and he's trying to give people water. And as soon as the people that are dying see who's giving them water, they're like, fuck you. And they don't even want his water. And then he sees her and she's like, fight me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you have to kill me. And he's like, no, I don't want to kill you. She's like, you're going to have to fucking fight me. You're going to have to kill me. And he's like, hey, I'm so sorry about that. And then she starts to <laughs> cry. the war? I just, I totally didn't know you were still around. Had I known, I would not have committed all this genocide. Okay? I just, I didn't know. Couldn't, couldn't write me a letter? Why couldn't anybody write letters back then? Letters were written. Yeah, they were. They, they were messengers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess the thing is that she didn't know who he was. Yeah, exactly. She thought he was yeah. a slowly soldier this whole time. Yeah, I thought and he thought she was dead. You know what? I called it off. It's fine. Okay, so then she starts crying and she's like, why didn't you come back? Why didn't you find me? And he's like, I'm so sorry. And they're kind of making up. And then little Arya shows up. Ooh. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Bavan, where were you? And he's like, Oh, I was just here. And he's like, where were you? And he's like, oh, I was here. And he's like, are you back for good? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, because the story that he was telling him about, like, the prince that comes from afar to yeah. save the princess. He's like, oh, they're going to bring lots of hati and, you know, elephants and horses. And he's like, did you bring the elephants and horses? And he looks at he's like, mm, I did. I did bring <laughs> elephants and horses, but not the ones that you're probably thinking of. And He's then, like, technically, I did. Yeah, and then fucking Arya face plants onto the ground. Little baby Arya's got like four arrows in his back, and he's dead. Uh, and it's still really sad. It was so. When I was thinking back, it was hilarious in two thousand and one. <laughs> Because I remember when we were watching it, by this point of the movie, I was I was completely just out on the movie, right? I was just like, oh, this is a piece of shit. We're all in agreement here. This movie is a piece of shit. But obviously, you don't say that because we're in a theater. Um, and so when that scene happened, when they show the arrows, um, all I heard in the theater was you go, huh? <laughs> And I was like, what? Really? We're sad? So it was it was hilarious back then, and then it was hilarious this time because um, the arrows have like this little pieces of cloth at the end of them, and he's got like fucking four of them right in his back, and I thought he looked like an hors d'oeuvre, like a finger food, That's so <laughs> with like a up. decorative like toothpick. Oh. <laughs> Are you looking like a shish kebab? <laughs> That's so messed up. I don't like that. It's hilarious. The, the kid was very cute. No, he was very annoying. What? 
you you think he's on the higher like end of the spectrum uh, as far as like Indian movie kids? I thought he was terrible. Mm, no, I thought he was really cute. He was very annoying. No, 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 no. He was really cute, but you know what my kids said? What? They were like, why is that little boy wearing lipstick? He was. And he had like kajal on and everything too. Well, I mean, that's, I guess that's the look back in the day. Well, I don't care. I don't <laughs> know what's going on in 300 BC. I think what we can both agree to is that he deserved to die. Oh my God. No, it was, see, that was, it was like unnecessarily sad. And it, what's crazy. Okay. So yes, what's it, crazy me is that in Bollywood you would much rather show dead fucking kids mm -hmm. than two lovers like don't get together yeah exactly Karina couldn't die in there but sweet little Arya had to get it was you know what I got triggered to Mr. India oh Dina Dina yeah, stop it. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was I just don't I didn't like it. So it's anyway, it's super sad. Ashoka gets another nosebleed, which I guess is like supposed to call back to that first bird that he killed. You got a nosebleed after he killed. That oh bird yeah, that but that didn't happen again, did it? In the no, movie, never swear, happened man. again. So, so many like so disjointed. Fucking yeah. piece of shit movie. So he realizes that he's lost everything. And then so he quits fighting. And then we just get like paragraphs. They're yeah, we like, just got a title card. It's like, yeah. He just, just, yeah. It, that's just where the movie ends. And they're like, yeah, he became a devout Buddhist and he spread Jainism throughout the entire South Asian subcontinent. Mm -hmm. and the end. So and I, I was, was like, why didn't you film that? Exactly. This, A, this would be great as like a TV series. I think it actually did become a movie series or oh. a TV series. Yeah. Or if it was like, I don't know what Bahabuli is, but that seems to be really popular with the South Indians and it makes a lot of money. If there were like three Ashoka movies, I'd watch the shit out of them because there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Like that salvation part of it is very interesting. Um, and What's I think Bahabuli? you haven't heard of Bahabuli. It's like oh. the biggest Indian movie franchise ever. Oh my Lord. Well, yeah. I am sorry. I it's in Tamil. How am I supposed to know that? But it's very, very famous and popular and makes like a shitload of money. Is it like movies? <laughs> What do you mean? Is it like movies? Yes, it is movies. Oh, I didn't know if it was like a TV show. Leave me alone. I've been watching <laughs> shitty Shah Khan movies for I, six years. I think years. there's been like two of them. Or maybe there's a third one coming out, but they are extremely popular. And like they have like crossover appeal. I didn't. I did, I've never heard of that. So. Yeah, but it, it is like a like a fantasy movie. And then also heard of Mahabharat, right? Yes. Obviously, the TV series. Yes. So if it was something like that, you know, I'd watch the shit out of it. Well, so, you know, Sanjay Leela Bansali had like other movies that he's made that were like very over the top. I guess he had. Have you seen Bajiro Mastani? Yes, I did watch that. So like Bajiro Mastani is very good. And it's like made in a similar type of era. Setting. It's well, so that's the thing, right? We don't know because we are idiots. Um, like, <laughs> what century we're talking about. But yeah, like Indian movies, there's a history of it for having like period pieces, right? Mm -hmm. um, what's a what's a big movie from like the 60s, which was supposed to be the greatest Indian movie of all time? Mughalayasam. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, exactly. So like, you, so you have movies like Mughalayasam. You have you. It's possible to make a good movie. I mean, even I know that you didn't like Devdas, but even the way that Devdas is made is it's possible to make a better movie out of this story. But I don't think that you even needed the Karina Kapoor part. Of exactly. I think it's thrown in for two reasons. One is they wanted to make it like a typical Bollywood movie. And then the second is they kind of wanted to, I think they wanted to give some more like context to his cruelty because for a lot of people, that's what he was famous for, right? So you want to kind of show maybe it's like the loss of love that kind of drives him this crazy or whatever, which is kind of a cop out because he could have just been a piece of shit who reforms later on. And that's, that in itself is a pretty interesting story that you can just show. You don't need the love part of it. Yeah, or even like we in the beginning of the movie, we know that he's the one that's expanding the empire. He's the one that's winning all of these battles. He's the one that is leading the charge for the army. So we already meet him as somebody who's not really taking prisoners. Like he's already fucking killing everybody. Exactly. So it could have very well just been that he's this guy, he's the half son, and he's the one that's not getting the recognition. He's still doing it. And then they kill his mother. And then when they kill his mother, he goes absolutely fucking nuts. Exactly. And at that point, he becomes an even more 
bigger lunatic until <laughs> and he could have even had a wife at that point you could have even had davy in the movie and him realizing that he's never gonna get to see his children mm-hmm. it oh, that in and of, of itself could have just been another thing to have him reform again so exactly. i don't Think that you even needed uh, Green Egg for. Yeah, and there's so there's like the there's like the a problem with the plot, and then the second big problem is the way that it's directed, right? Because it's just so disjointed from you know sometimes sometimes it looks like a regular '90s Indian movie, um, and then sometimes like you said, it it looks like a music video, Mm -hmm. and it's not during the times when you know when it's a song or whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Speaking of, Mm -hmm. what did you remember about the soundtrack? Again, that soundtrack was part of the. DVD in our band. <laughs> so I remember all of the songs and I remember them being quite sexy. <laughs> so I don't remember. I actually remember uh, like this. I had the CD for this movie and the I CD. remember the actual CD. I've always loved like Ahsoka's theme song. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that. I was listening to that soundtrack when I got into an accident in my Galant. Oh, um, and I remember it was still playing when I went back in together because I had one of those like CD players that you had to like attach with a cassette. Yeah. So. Oh well, yeah. I I, I actually really like the soundtrack. I I, I really like like three of the four songs. Did we didn't talk about this? Like that last song for with Karina. She's like having, yeah, she's like having a wet dream, right? Yes. In the middle of it's insane. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's it's like a... not even subtle. No. Nope. Like she's traveling. She's thinking about her man. And literally her dream that she's having is there underwater. She's like, whop this. It's not subtle in any way at all. And on the other side, you see Sharhan boning his wife. Yes. So it's very weird. But so... who is it? Anu Malik, right? It was, this it. is actually for an Anu Malik soundtrack. It's quite good. It sounded like an A.R. Rahman soundtrack. I know. It's very surprised. Yeah. I guess because Anu Malik was just, you know, trying to get in there. But it was a very good soundtrack. Orekachi is very fun for me. Why don't we dance to that more often? Because the movie came out like 20 years ago. <laughs> no, I I feel like that song should be played more often. Because mm-hmm. there are old songs that still get played at like weddings. Yeah. But I really I really enjoyed that. And I've been listening to uh, Roshanise yes, recently. Yes, Ro- Roshni say is a really good song. It's a great song. And the theme music's still great. There's a lot of underwater. The entire movie is like under first half of the movie is underwater a waterfall. Mm-hmm. They found one waterfall and they said, you know what? We're gonna do all of this stuff in here. <laughs> I didn't care for the pacing of this movie. Yeah, it's again. a mess. Yeah. It's insane. The last it's- hour and ten minutes just everything just happens. Yeah. The, the last hour and 10 minutes could just be its own movie. That's why I liked the last hour and 10 minutes. No, but I hated it because it didn't kind of add up for me. It just, it was like everything was fast forwarded. It's yeah. like, oh, you just kind of hear about his cruelty. And then also like the way that he's saved at the end. It's like the last eight minutes of the movie is when he starts looking at like all the dead bodies and stuff. Yeah, it's and really then weird. And then you're just like, oh, okay, I'm good now. I'm going to yeah. be a better person now. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's because he saw Arya looking like. No, even before that, he sees like some, I don't know, some yeah, 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 legs yeah, yeah. and some Ron. Is Ron a piece of a body? Ron? Ron is your thigh. Yeah, there's definitely a, a thigh in there. And there's okay. like heads and stuff. And yeah, also, it made, like, it made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> They've just been being sucked right. I was like, I could go for so like a giant turkey leg right like, now. Yeah. I thought of a turkey leg also, because there is a leg. <laughs> it looks like it's been smoked. <laughs> it's like those smoked turkey legs you get at like Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. With like bacon on it. Not that we eat it, but you know. Sometimes. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway. By mistake. Mm, Until yeah, you're sure. 27. Anyway, what do you rate this movie? Uh, Negative five to five. There are, I don't know, man. I'm going to say, what I give the last one? Two? I'm going to give this another two. You know what? I'll give it a 2.25. You rate this better than one to go for. There are parts of this that are very interesting, and there's part. there are parts of it that are very enjoyable and all this other stuff. And I, I wish it was a better movie. For the soundtrack, and the. I, I guess just kind of introducing the story just so I could go read up about it. I appreciate that. I wish it was done better, but yeah, 2.25. It did make me interested in Ashoka, the person. Mm-hmm. It did. So I don't think that was the point of the movie. And Chaka no. won. He won awards for this movie. Did he? 
He won he won best actor, I think, for something. But I think it was something stupid, like Sansui or something like that. Oh, those are yeah, those are just like sponsored awards. I don't think those are real awards. But I remember when it was coming out, right? I think it was supposed to debut at one of the big film festivals and I remember it got delayed because of nine eleven. Oh. Do you know what the Rotten Tomato rating is for this movie? It's probably is if it was like for like white critics, I'm sure it's higher than I expect. Because white people, like white critics, do that shit with like dumb movies all the time. Mm, okay, give me your. What I'm you gonna get? say 62. Mm, not even close. What is it? The answer is 100. No, get the fuck out. I Stop. swear to God, yes. Get out of here. It's a certified fresh. Yeah. How many? How many reviews though? Total count 10. <laughs> there you go. The audience score is 69. Yeah, it's not a great. I just no. want to see who reviewed this. Okay, uh, Brian yeah. McKay from eFilmCritic.com said, part historical epic, part booty-shaking music video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get fucked, Brian. <laughs> uh, bold, rich, vibrant, and passionate, says Ian Montagony. So a guy named Neil Smith like that. If you leave your prejudices at the box office, you may find it rather invigorating, if a little on the lengthy side. So that's it happens a lot with like bad Indian movies where like all these white critics kind of give it a lot of leeway. You know Roger Ebert loved Subhaj Guy? Ew. He loves Subhaj Guy movies, which is insane to me. But this is a really good movie. Subhaj Guy is he's talented he's a good indian movie director but he's not like like some sort of like virtuoso or anything but roger ebert fucking loved him and i just feel like a lot of times they just don't get it um and they like certain parts of the movie and maybe it's more obvious to us because we can see bad acting um because we're not hampered by the language barrier yeah so i don't Hmm. know Hmm. anyways i would not give it a hundred percent Okay, but you do rate it better than when Tuka Four. Yes, because of the music. I really like the music. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a one point seven five. Ooh, even Just... though it made you cry twice. <laughs> well, I'm unwell, so that has nothing to do with how good the movie is. That's just more about me as a person. It says nothing about the movie. And also that you haven't grown in nineteen years. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but um, <laughs> yeah, I would not watch this movie again because oh no way. But I've been no. listening to the songs. But I also like the songs from One to Go For. So I discovered a new favorite Hindi word, mm. and it's keval. They say keval a lot. What is that? Oh, like it however, means like, oh, it means like beshak. Yeah. Yeah. How? Yeah, beshak or lehaza. Lehaza is my favorite or the word. Isn't lehaza example? No, it's a, as a consequence, according to Google. Any other thoughts about this movie? No, I think we covered it. Oh, you know, one thing I want I do want to say is that I think Karina Kapoor is actually a good actress. Yes, I will agree to that. I, I, until the end, I think her crying could have been better when her brother got killed. But the rest of the movie, she was very good. Well, here's the thing. I think that she was crying a lot. But I think the problem is when you're next to Shah Rukh Khan, because he's so like weird and corny and like he's just so theatrical that Mm -hmm. she i feel like was crying the way somebody would cry if their brother died but he was still doing his he was one-upping her yeah with his sharkhaniness his sharkhaniness so it just kind of like seemed really awkward but yeah i think she's an actor an actual good actress she was very good in this because um i hate her in uh, the next movie yeah in k3g but um, she was, I was very surprised by how good she was in this. Well, I think also in K3G, she's told to act like a dipshit. So yeah. that's, you know, has a lot to do with the direction. One other thought is that, you know, sometimes Fahad and I do like to talk about current events. What are your thoughts? You happy? Obviously a disappointing night for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting on the recount. Stop the <laughs> recount. <laughs> recount. Do the math. Yes. Yeah. No, it was great. We have a black and a Desi lady vice president elect. I have um, I have a Kamala problem. By the way, is it Kamala or Kamala? It's I actually Kam- don't know. It's Kamala, you piece of shit. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I like I see those stories where it's like <laughs> you know, um, somebody isn't pronouncing her name right, and I'm like, you Republican piece of racist <laughs> shit. 
say her name right, and then the whole time I'm like, I'm actually not sure which way <laughs> I'm supposed to say it. So it's Kamala? It's Kamala. Yeah. I have a Kamala problem. What is it? I think I'm in love with her. <laughs> she's, she, yeah, I mean. But um, her voice and just like the way that she speaks mm-hmm. and her like, and her sneakers. Her, her swag. Her swag. All of it. It yeah. really does it for me, and I think it's going to be a problem for four years. Like, how often are you afraid you're going to run into her? Like, <laughs> like I don't think there's... Did I tell you about, like, um? so there's, um. I was talking to some of my new friends that are telling me about how their parents voted for Trump, right? I believe, I believe it, yep. And I was like, how the fuck? I was like, there's an Indian lady on the ticket. What's wrong with them? Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a conspiracy theory within that community. Well, maybe I shouldn't generalize like this but what what these people said was they were like she is secretly muslim and she is <laughs> she is way too pro muslim and i was like that's insane oh it's God. so sad because and you know a lot ladies... of muslims believe yeah. that like their ticket was such a pro bjp ticket it's insane man people are just the worst they see they're the worst <laughs> anyway so they see they're the worst um and next week we're gonna watch <laughs> anyway next week we're gonna watch gooby kushi gooby gum um how do you feel about that are you excited about it i'm so excited is that movie in your top five yeah really mm-hmm. it hasn't been in my top five ever i hate it i you hated it i so i remember enjoying moments of it i was very excited for it but it left me wanting more it mm-hmm. felt too, it was too, um, I don't know. I guess we'll watch it again and I'll see how I feel about it, but I don't love it. So I've rewatched K3G, but only skipping through to scenes that I like. So now when I watch it completely as a whole, I'm sure I will have a different opinion about it. But, so I remember. I, yeah. I think I have a problem with like the opulence of it and all this other stuff. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, my central problem with it. What's your central problem? A fat kid transforms into Rithic. Oh, right, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of fat shaming in that movie. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, for um, Rajubanga podcasts, it's us two Shamim siblings. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could please kindly give us a follow and a comment and a like and a share on Instagram and Twitter at Raju Podcast, and tell your friends and rate and review us. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Na mujhe.